Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, and on today's episode, we have an exclusive interview with Senior VP of Partners and Industries at Hedera Hashgraph, Nigel Clark. We spent the beginning of the episode talking about his history and how he became the Senior VP of Hedera Hashgraph later on. It's quite interesting how he transitioned from one to the next to the next. It just shows you that leadership does build upon itself over time. So this is one of those interesting episodes that I want you to listen and listen very closely. All right. Uh, Enjoy the episode. Make sure you give a thumbs up, subscribe and check us out on Discord and YouTube. With that said, enjoy the episode. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, to give you this awesome interview with Nigel Clark. Hello, Nigel. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Great. Good to see you guys. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Mike is on his way. He'll be in here in a minute. But, Nigel, before mm-hmm. we get started, I always have an icebreaker question. Everyone's always asked, you know, when, when the market's going up, uh, win Lambo, win Lambo, win Lambo, right? My question mm-hmm. to you is if you would have to, if you had all the money in the world to buy one vehicle, what vehicle would that be? Ah, so so I've already bought that vehicle, actually. So mm. I, I'm not a petrol head at all, but I bought a really old Land Rover recently uh, just to mess around off-road with my friends. In fact, I've been out all day today uh, getting stuck and being pulled out on winches, so the answer is straightforward and boring. It's a Land Rover. Land Rover? Out of what all year? the vehicles, huh? Uh-huh. What year is it? Out of all? What year, what year is it? Uh, it's, it's actually a 2000 TD5. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really do cars. I don't really love cars. I don't, you know, if you want me to say Lamborghini, I say Lamborghini. If you want me to say Ferrari, I say Ferrari. But honestly, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, for me, they're like white goods cars. Except for this one. This one's kind of fun. Nice. All right. Kryptonauts. We do have Nigel Clark on the podcast. He is the Senior VP of Partners and Industry at Hedera Hashgraph. Nigel Clark is a proven technology executive, having been a global senior vice president and two cloud software companies sold for a combined value of $1 billion. He joins Hedera uh, to lead the organization's industry and partners go-to-market. Previously, Nigel was with Oracle, where he led the creation and go-to-market of cross-industry solutions anchored in blockchain, IoT, and AI. Prior to Oracle, Nigel was with Accenture Digital, where he led sales and consulting for the Austria-Switzerland-Germany mobility business, as well as heading the product industry mobility sales go-to-market across Europe, Africa, Latin America, Before Accenture, Nigel spent nine years as SVP Worldwide Business Development at Click Software. Wow. You definitely have yourself an amazing amount of experience. You've been doing this for a long time, uh, pretty much as a a lead role, right? Now, obviously, we know a lot lot of folks know what you do now. But Mm -hmm. does anybody know what you did back then when you were like in high school or your early college days? Can you give us a little background of of who you were back then 
Who was I back then? Uh, then I was going. Then I was going to be a really good golfer. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> no, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was. I was very fortunate. I went to a, a pretty good university. Uh, so I went to an Anglo-European high school into languages and things like that. And then I was into. Uh, I got to St Andrews University. St Andrews is known for golf. So uh, I got really into, as well as you know, studying French, international relations, business, that sort of stuff. I actually did half my uh, finals in French in, in Grenoble, which was great because I basically I spent most of my university either playing golf or going skiing in Grenoble. So uh, that was that was pretty much my university life. I had a great time, and then uh, from there I fell into um, I fell into high tech actually, and had a couple of before click software and all those things that you spoke about. I actually had had fun with a, uh, a startup straight out of university with some guys from CERN and the Super Collider project, as was out oh, there wow. in Dallas. Wow. Um, yeah, we had a, as the start of the commercial internet, you know, we were, we had our ponytails as, as I was able to at that stage and our open sandals and we were cool, funky and going to decentralize the world. Uh, wow. So decentralization is, is not new to me, by the way. You know, we were moving out from closed systems and built a whole loosely coupled rule-based platform and yeah. With the guys from CERN and that, and it was it was we were pretty cool then. So, uh, yeah. So golf, skiing, and early moves in tech, I guess you'd say. So there's no cars, there's no sports cars involved in there. You weren't drag racing. Nah. You weren't on the track. Nah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, well, actually, I'm quite a big sailor. I was, sailor. I was really into my sailing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really into sailing. So racing. I race small boats, international moths. If people know those, foiling international moths and things like that. And then. Um, now I race fireballs and big boats, but I've always been into my sailing, so that was the that was the thing. Interesting, interesting. Now let's see here. I think I was reading on your your bio that uh, you started up some early internet companies that did that didn't actually make it. They actually failed. Yeah. Very early early uh, little projects. <laughs> now how how did that go about? What even made you think about getting into the uh, internet industry early on? And how early are we talking about? We're talking, we're talking late nineties, uh, straight out of college almost. I did a couple of things and straight out of college, did, a, did straight into startup world. Uh, I've always been a startup guy. So as I was sort of just mentioning previously, you know, I, I had some friends who are, you know, one's particle physicist, the other one was uh, just doing his PhD and they were involved at CERN and involved in, on the Super Collider project. And we just sort of got together and saw the opportunity with the rise of the commercial internet. And uh, yeah pulled a whole bunch of technology together and had a whole lot of fun. But, you know, you learn a lot from doing these things. Yeah, there's, there's no shame in failure, by the way. It's, it's, it's a fantastic thing as long as you learn from it and you move on. So, yeah, we were we were on the beach, our surfboards in, in the uh, in the van before the real wave would hit. We were <laughs> the one thing I learned was don't be too early. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, we did. A, we did a few of those. Awesome. So it was fun. So that, that's your two uh, Satoshis. That's your two Satoshis <laughs> for the listeners and viewers out there. Don't be afraid to fail. Absolutely. And it's not a failure. You know, you always learn something. And what I learned was, uh, you know, you need to find a way to stay in the game because everything we were doing was turned out to be right. We didn't know we'd actually built web services at the time. But um, yeah, you have to stay in the game and uh, and just learn every time. Hmm. There you go. Now, cur currently, where are you living? I live on the east coast of the UK. UK as okay. close as close to the sea as I possibly can. And that, okay, that's why that's why you you hit the waters, right? That makes sense. That's why. That's exactly why I hit the waters. Exactly right. Yeah. Actually, rather strangely, I I live pretty close to where I was brought up on the east coast, but uh, you know, I'd uh, lived in Paris and lived in Scotland between. So uh, somehow, you know, you come back, you have kids, and this is where I live. 
Nice. And you, you have yourself a family. You're there at the house. It looks like it's very dark uh, for the folks think... out there. This, this, this is what I like about yeah. the internet and, and crypto in general is that we're able to connect. You are on the other side of the world while I'm here in, in beautiful, sunny California where I'm about an yeah. hour away from the beach side. And it's dark because I live in a, a cottage, as you might call it, a small cottage. It's actually built in 1390. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 600 years old. Uh, so you can imagine what that's like. So it's, um, yeah. So we, we don't really have anything like that here. <laughs> we don't have any 600-year-old homes <laughs> in the United States. That's, that's pre-Amada, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> a person that's so involved in tech, living in a cottage, that's yeah. so that's so bizarre to me. Like, what? Is, uh, what, what, what's, the, what's the connection there? Your home is like, is that your detachment from tech? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I've always been fascinated by history and, you know, a sense of a sense of belonging. So the university I went to has, has a real, I don't know if you know much about St. Andrews University, but it has a, has a real sense of history and tradition to it. And I was brought up in old houses and I naturally gravitate towards old houses. And so, um, yeah. All right. It's, uh, I feel like I'm the custodian of the current house, should we say. Now, so. obviously we're connected because we want to talk about Hedera. But before we mm -hmm. get there, I want to go just a little further back and talk about Click Software and Accenture and how did, how mm -hmm. you actually got into those industries. Mm. Yeah, so Click Software. So so we spoke about um, the, uh, the, the startups I had. Actually, one of the guys from startup came across click software and uh actually introduced me to them and i then came and joined uh click software via that introduction and then from there you know built the relationships with ibm and sap etc and spent nine great years until we exited that to francisco partners and then uh, then on to salesforce so yeah and then from click software i once I left that, uh, I because I built a big relationship with Accenture. You know, we had hundreds and hundreds of people effectively implementing Click Software, etc. And we were one of the leaders in in the uh, workforce management field service space, um, cloud space. Um, I moved over to Accenture because I knew them very well and helped. Uh, I was one of the first people into Accenture Digital at that stage, uh, which I love. I've, I've always loved Accenture. Accenture, you know, about $50 billion. Uh, something like that. They were Arthur Anderson previously. For those of you who don't know Accenture, for those of you who do, it won't be news. Um, yeah, many hundreds of thousands of employees. They're actually the world's largest digital agency. Uh, but at that time, they were just setting up digital. Right. So um, that's uh, mobile AI and chat, and uh, sorry, mobile um, interactive and um, and AI. Yeah, so. if I recall correctly, they have about a half a million employees. That's a lot of employees. Accenture was uh, one of the major clients of the data center I worked for for about five years. So I'm very, right. I'm going to say I'm deeply involved, but I definitely know a lot about their back end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a cool company. It's one of the few companies, you know, they're you know, one of the top uh, integrators in the world. You know, I'll say top one, top two. Um, but it's one of the few companies that with uh, at that size is still able to retain an entrepreneurial flair and spirit and a certain amount of agility, you know, compared to a PwC, EY or Accenture, uh, et cetera. Accenture is certainly much more agile and probably, I would argue, a much cooler company to do some work with. So it was for me anyway. 
Nice. So they were they were very progressive with their with their technology. That was one of the things we noticed because they cut him and took over the space that Twitter used to occupy with our data center. And right. um, they they were starting with uh, I mean this is <laughs> this is more of a technology background for me, but um, <clears throat> uh, Accenture weren't wasn't afraid to to tip the scales on the latest greatest technology. I just remember they're right. pouring a lot of. Uh, energy and, and activity into trying to figure out how to best serve their customers by getting the fastest materials possible for uh, whomever they were working with. And that was one of the things that was very impressive because there were older companies like Sony um, and uh, what was the other company with? Well, I guess Facebook's not an older company, but um, that were not willing to push push the technology as much as possible. Accenture was like, no, we are, mm. we are on board with making our customers happy. We will do whatever we possibly can to get, yeah. um, to get the, yeah. the customer uh, the best possible resources. And so we were doing experimental things with their data center. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the culture's good there as well. You know, this isn't obviously an Accenture uh, RR session, but I quite like what, what they're doing now, trying to pivot the business towards, you know, Huge amount of causes for good as well. I think uh, you know the uh, promotion of Julie Sweet now to the CEO is a, a really good move for them. So very nice, uh, Mike. Do you have any questions for Nigel before we move on to the next uh, section here? Nope. Perfect. Um, Jake, obviously, I think you already had yours. <laughs> All right. Uh, my question is: Did you have any mentors? while you went through these companies that guided you to become the pretty much the 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 vp or the lead in these companies or did you already have a or did you have a natural um leadership ability to already be put in that position to do those to do that job so i don't think uh it's a great question actually <laughs> no one's ever asked me that and i haven't thought about it but i wouldn't say i have any mentors there are always people i tended to want to learn from especially at things i wasn't particularly good at so i tended to employ people who are better at me better than me working for me and it's something i always tried to do uh, which isn't very hard and then i tried to i guess learn from those around me who are doing things where i i, where I think I, it's, it's not my natural inclination i mean a good example is i'm not the strongest operational person for example um so i always you know, always looked up to those who are operationally strong. So, and then, you know, I worked with um, Click Software, who's an Israeli company at, at heart, headquartered in Tel Aviv. And the, uh, I loved the culture there and some of the leadership there of, we are just going to get it done. You know, as a Brit, uh, you know, the Brit's natural inclination is kind of probably a bit more reserved and a bit more holding back as opposed to you Californians. Um, but the uh, the culture in, in Tel Aviv was pretty much the opposite to that. And I learned a lot about, I'd say, you know, from the chief operations officer, et cetera. I learned a lot about, uh, I think, about just getting it done. Dive so, head first, right? Dive head first. Don't be afraid to fail. <laughs> you know, it's it's much, you know, you, you, you're going to fail more by not making a decision than just making a decision and get on with it. And that's sort of... Sort of something i believe in make a decision don't worry about failure just get on with it so that sort of thing wise yeah. words nice. yeah well i don't know about wise but uh, <laughs> but it's, it was certainly as a brit that's an unusual thing i'd say all right so being the emerging tech guy the enterprise mm -hmm. guy the guy that has all this experience mm -hmm. 
You get, did you get picked up by Hedera or did you actually go to Hedera and, and, and apply to them? Because from what I understand, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that you actually went to them only because of their, their structure, the way that they were, that they're building their company, right? That's at least my, my, my viewpoint of how I saw it. <laughs> actually, actually, no, neither of those, <laughs> if truth be told. So uh, I was part of Oracle's leadership, leadership in the emerging tech industry team. Um, and actually, at the time, three of us were I was looking to leave, leave and set up my own DLT business at the time, hmm. um, you know, because I didn't ask for a Larry. I didn't ask for a Larry uh, business card. We got acquired by Oracle. Um, so I was looking to leave and set that up after a couple of years of having good fun at Oracle. And actually, my my boss at the time said, uh, oh, you know, we got on pretty well and said, well, you know, if you're going to leave, by the way, I'm looking at this as well. And actually, that was Leonor Shotkov, who's the chief product officer. So actually, three of us up sticks and left Oracle. He was already negotiating with Hedera. Up sticks and left Oracle together and joined Hedera on the same day. So actually, he introduced me to Hedera. Hmm. Interesting. And now that you're at Hedera, did you? Is that the first? Because I believe you started in 2019, correct? Correct. Correct. And was that the the only position you held? Was the uh, senior VP? Or did yep. you have other positions and moved your way up? No, 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 no. Straight in, straight, straight in. in. We were when I joined Hedera. Well, I'd held SVP positions elsewhere. Um, um, when I joined Hedera, we, uh, you know, our, our entire focus was, or Mansi's entire focus was to put a team together that was a, a mixture of both crypto natives. So you had the young, agile, gazelle-like people if you like, uh, as well as people with experience building uh, building a truly stable enterprise software company that's going to last for the future. Right. So when we came in, we, we came in and uh, provided some of that rigor, should we say. Beautiful, beautiful. And now that you're sitting there as the senior VP, what is it that you do mm -hmm. exactly? What's, uh, what's, what's your position consist of? <laughs> <laughs> as, as with any uh, fast moving small business pretty much everything but, right uh, <laughs> yeah yeah the headline headline is i'm i'm laser focused around a few things i'm laser focused around building our partner network so that the company can scale and for me those partners are think our systems integrator community you know it's something i've done all my career <laughs> um so we're building great uh relationships with some fantastic uh, small and large systems integrators. And we're trying to build that nice sort of mix of the two, you know, because there are some organizations that like dealing with the big boys. There's some organizations that like dealing with a, a faster moving, small, agile organization. So we're building a great community of systems integrators. The second sort of organization uh, I'm focusing on are our enterprise application partners, because uh, believe it or not, uh, DLT, actually, and, and here's a learning. Uh, when we uh, first started engaging with Accenture Digital, the mantra was the core is no longer, the old core is no longer relevant. Uh, the new edge is all that matters now. Now roll forward about 18 months and so everyone went, huh, actually the new edge drives innovation at the core, but the core is not going to go away. So you've got to link those two things together. And by the core, I'm talking about enterprise systems here. You know, your ERPs, your CRMs, your EAMs, your HCMs, so things that run the line of business for an organization. So Hedera, we are focused around 
building those systems integration partnerships, building all of those fast moving industry solutions and dApps, but for me also building those enterprise application partnerships where we can extend with Hedera and start to really build stuff at scale. And then so that's system integrations and enterprise apps. And then the third area is technology partners, organizations that complement our dev team uh, where we engage them in order to be able to build some of our core services. And we're doing some great work around that, as you may be aware, with our roadmap around smart contracts, our token service that we did previously. I mean, uh, we're doing there's some fantastic work that our partners are doing with there. So they're the three sorts of partners that I focus on day to day to day. And the other area that I focus on is pretty much anything to get our council members moving. So industry solutions with those council members where I introduce our systems integrator community to help them be successful around the utilization of the network and recruitment of council members. The first time I've heard of Hedera was I lit I saw this logo, the, the H logo, the Hedera logo down at the mm -hmm. bottom of the page at the within the Celsius wallet, right? Because staking was going to be a feature bought onto uh, Hedera. That's still not implemented mm -hmm. as of as of this moment, but uh, it's it's in the works. What I, from what I understand, there's a lot of regulatory uh, that yeah. that needs to be that needs to be uh, fixed, right? Um, can you tell me what Hedera is for the folks that I, I you kind of hinted what it is, but can you just give a little more mm -hmm. detail of what Hedera Hashgraph is for the folks that have never heard about it, and this is the first time that they're, they're that they're hearing about it? Those who've not heard about us from the DLT world, or those who've not heard about us, uh, full stop. <laughs> but from, from the um, for those who don't know Hedera as a layer one network, so Hedera, we set ourselves up to be an enterprise grade public network. We call it the trust layer of the internet. Uh, and we've been, as, as I alluded to before, we've sort of brought together a range of crypto natives together with enterprise people and have built, of slowly building uh, a set of capabilities that we believe was going to last for generations. Not this is a this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. So lots of people have gone out there and built liquidity pools and built staking and things like that. Hedera, absolutely, we could have done that a long while ago, to be perfectly frank. But Hedera as a global public ledger that is extremely fast, that is extremely secure, that is extremely stable, and that is governed. And those four key cornerstones, those four things are vital to everything we do. We've been very deliberate in everything we do. So Hedera is a global public ledger that enables people to build decentralized applications at scale, at speed, incredibly fast, incredibly, incredibly low cost, incredibly stable and incredibly secure beautiful you know I, that is so ingrained to all the, the hedarians uh, around the globe everyone that mm -hmm. i talk to it's not a mm -hmm. race it's a marathon everyone i talk to about it that's the response that they give it's not about it's, yeah, it's yeah. a hundred year yeah. vision right it's it's a hundred year vision and you know we have been very you know people have criticized us let's be here about being so-called centralized or frankly every network has some level of centralization but we put in a governance layer that is a governance layer that uh, provides stability and real rigor that we believe this world needs you know we this is absolutely vital going forward we've been very slow and very deliberate making sure that we don't compromise on those four points that i made before stability security governance and speed 
So everything we do, we think about making sure that we can always optimize for those. And then we are slowly adding capabilities like smart contract capabilities. Eventually we do staking capabilities. There's a whole load of things that we're building now that we won't compromise on the la on on this these core layers, but we'll get um, we'll get slowly, slowly, slowly out into the rest of the market, and people will appreciate that this is a grown-up network that is built for the future. We're not uh, we're not focused on price like everybody else is. We just focus around real stability and real use cases. Yeah, the technology seems to be more of the importance. Obviously, you're serving mm -hmm. businesses, so it's it's. As yeah. you say, that the the longevity is the more important aspect. John, is this a question time? Because I got a couple for Nigel. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Nigel, the key application that Hedera is concentrating on, what would you say if there is one, or is it more the technology and the concept of, of longevity and, and security? That's... Yeah. No, it's not. A, there, I mean, there are many great applications built onto the platform. I'll mention those in a sec. But really, we focus around... Yeah, as a layer one, we focus around the use of our core services, which is our token service, our consensus service, which if you think about that as a notarization or a global message bus, um, and and now our smart contract service. So we focus around those services and then we enable our systems integrators, we enable our council members to build great use cases uh, on top of those, whether that's uh, digital bonds, whether that's a stable coin, whether that's a supply chain use case, whether that's an NFT marketplace use case, uh, whatever it might be. But there are some there are some amazing um, token use cases being built on Hedera, all around tokenized art, tokenized sports, and things like that, as you might, and gaming, which is fantastic, which people don't even think about Hedera. But you know, given our speed, stability, and governance, and the low cost of transactions, it's kind of natural people are going to gravitate towards us uh, eventually. But then there are all the enterprise application use cases as well. So um, yeah, so re really, it's a, it's the services we focus on, focus on, and then how we enable our partner network and our council members to build out from those. Maybe you're not privy to it, or maybe you're not allowed to speak of it. Um, what would you say is the most prominent use uh, business that is currently using Hedera? Like I said, if you can't talk about it, I understand. But um, is there a particular company that is like like we've spoke of Accenture before? I'm not saying Accenture is is a user explicitly of uh, yeah. of um, Hedera, but is there a company that you are allowed to speak about that is currently using Hedera as in some kind of fashion uh, to promote their business or to use as a functional tool within their business that would say you would say is the one that you're concentrating on the most as of late? Yeah, so, so it depends on who you talk to Hedera will tell you who's got their favorite baby, right? Because, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, we have people in our BD organization who are purely focused around NFTs. And I love the stuff that we're doing with NFTs, I've got to say. I mean, it's very, but that that's not really my focus, but the thing that, that, that rocks my boat. Um, but I love the fact here yeah, we got our developer advocates working with our, our the Hedera Foundation and lots of organizations to build some really, really cool nft use cases uh actually some of the stuff that i'm quite interested in at the moment um there's some there's some good stuff happening in the banking sector um oh, and wow. you'll start to see some news around that at the moment which people think of public networks as actually you know banking and never going to move to public well actually that's just not true this is the natural evolution of things you start to see some really really interesting banking things happening with uh, some of our council members and wider. And I'm very excited as well about, um, I've posted quite a lot about what ServiceNow are doing. Um, wow. uh, and I think I think the potential for 
service now working with their customers i think could also be particularly interesting so there you've kind of got financial market use cases you've got really cool nft stuff and you've got core enterprise stuff that's going on i mean service now is a 130 billion dollar organization 20 billion yeah, ahead of ibm right. in market cap now you know they kind of like to workflow what salesforce was to crm back in back in the day uh, and yeah, they're you know, led by bill mcdermott the former ceo of sap so we're doing some cool stuff with them it's very public you see on linkedin and everything and given their position in many many organizations i think that partnership of Adair and service now could be really i'm actually pretty excited because that could lead to many many different use cases exactly i know i can definitely see that having worked with service now i, I worked Jay job oh. with Intel, so um, Intel oh. probably got their fingers Intel in just about every kind of technology. Pretty... Yeah, yeah, no, they're doing they're doing a lot with Intel. That's exactly right. Exactly. So, um, I, I have one other question, John. I don't want to take up any more time if you had no, it's okay. questions. Go ahead, for take your time. Agile. Take your time. Um, how would you say that Hedera competes with, if at all, Solana? So Solana is making gargantuan moves in the market right now, mainly yeah. because its market cap is huge, but also because of its technology. And I know it's heavily backed by some very wealthy people um yeah. well it's very decentralized in, in in hong kong <laughs> it's heavily backed in yes. hong kong as we well know yeah yes. yeah yeah uh look so um they're, they're doing a great job in, in getting to market but i'll repeat you know we focus around our four you know key key points key pillars if you like around stability security for us is absolutely vital we will never compromise on security for for anything at all so you know they're doing a good job but again uh we we will compete based upon those four and when the right use cases come up then uh, i'm sure we'll do we do do very, you do may do very well. be able to prove even even though solana is making waves with its market cap and that and everyone's uh -huh. doing, you know, doing the fomo of like oh I, I i need to get into that because i'll need to mm -hmm. make money and and you're saying well in the long run security being foremost because we've seen so many different uh, not just rug pulls but um uh -huh. uh, uh hack uh, hacking attempts like cream it's been hacked three times now sure. um sure. Uh, those examples are the examples you're saying look there will never be well it may not never be hacked it might be a third party if if, if, if look, that ever never happens. say never never say never in right, this world right, right? Exactly, I mean, exactly we're all smart but, enough but the, i'm not saying that there is vulnerable it's it's your third party partners that may no. be vulnerable and that but may be the problem that happens everybody who says they have good security is like well you can't protect everyone because you have to make sure the people on your partners are the ones they're protected to mm -hmm. um but supposing that the security of hedera is nigh to unbreakable um the long run example is that just because you're not as popular or as money centric as Solana mm -hmm. does not mean that the technology won't prove itself maybe in 10 years. 100%. So it's like Hedera, Hedera will be around still and people will be looking at the back end going, oh, well, Hedera is this perfect thing. Solana was big in the beginning, mm -hmm. but Hedera still exists now. So. Right. And that was, if you remember the rise of the commercial internet, you know, there was, you know, double click, net gravity, broad vision, they all out. I remember broad vision doing share split after share split after share split. They had an unbelievable market cap, you know, and then and there was kind of everyone caught a bit of a cold and guess what no one's ever heard of them any longer right? so it's uh yeah no this as i said this is a marathon not a sprint and we are absolutely clear that you know these foundations no matter what happens to the market as this market grows up and frankly frankly you know people talk a lot about DeFi at the moment it'll only take 
one or two enterprises, true enterprises with, you know, hundreds of thousands of users to come on board to simply dwarf what's happening at the moment in the in the uh -huh. phony world current DeFi. Uh, and the same is true of yeah. pretty much every single use case. So uh, we're very confident and, you know, congratulations to Solana and their market cap, but uh, we will not compromise on, on what we're doing. Well, and at the end of the day, have. at the end of the day, uh, I'm sure the market will, will work it out. Go ahead, Mike. You had something? No, I was just agreeing. All right. Nigel, as you know, uh, NFTs are a thing now, finally, on Hedera. Mm. Now, uh, traditionally, on, on, block, yep. on blockchain, what you do is mm -hmm. uh, you tether the UTXO to something uh, like an IPFS where you can pull the metadata from, right? And create a an mm -hmm. NFT, per se. Uh, how does that work? on Hedera considering that uh, is, is there's no blockchain so how does it how does it work well we've got a Hedera has got a native token service that supports the minting the creation of, of, of NFTs it's as simple as that I mean it's a native service on the platform so you know we're working with many many partners who are building out layer two solutions as well uh, on Hedera so it's it'll work that way so so, so I, I so. want to reiterate that because uh, I, I mm -hmm. want some I want some clarity. I want to understand this. You're saying that mm -hmm. there's a company, a single company that allows the creation of NFTs. So if you want to make an NFT, you need to go through this company. No, 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 no. The Hedera network has a native service. Okay, okay, okay. So it allows you to create NFTs, and then people are building solutions or building their own solutions on top of that. In the same way as you can, you can, you know, there's no single company, there's no centralization in Hedera whatsoever. Mm, as you know, okay. it's, just, it's just a native service, our token service, our consensus service, our smart contract service, and native services on Hedera that you can then go and create the NFTs, and off you go from there. And then people building, you know, back, um, art and token and uh, sports tokens and doing all sorts of things from there, building their own tokens on top of that. So there are other people building and, and layer two solutions as well. So as as senior VP, are, are you are you actually gathering all the news that's going on within the, the Hedera ecosystem? Because there's so much going on. Are you able to keep up with it, or are you are you just no. concerned about what's going on up here? Because it's a mass now. Just like literally a year ago, it wasn't like this. Right now, it is. I, I, every morning, I look at Hedera, and there's a new project coming out. It's like, whoa, what is going on here? I can't keep up with them anymore. No, we, we, we can't, which is why it's important that we build out this ecosystem of partners. You know, because if we think about how we're going to scale, you know, we're not going to we're not going to add hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people ourselves. Our, our whole mantra is to decentralize and decentralize and decentralize. And as we decentralize the organization, you know, whether it's at the council level, whether it's at the BD level, whether it's at the technology level, you know, we'll build out more and more decentralized organizations. But at the same time, we have to build out this whole community of partners going to be able to implement these solutions and all the news are coming i couldn't even tell you uh probably five percent of the things that are happening on Hedera at the moment yeah i know what's happening from the product angle i know what's happening with the majority of our partners <laughs> i know where we're trying to go but could i tell you everything that's being implemented on Hedera? absolutely not every single day we get a bit of news in and say Someone's created this, someone's created that. And you go, wow, I had yeah. absolutely no idea people were doing that. Absolutely no idea. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. It's one of those things you've got to look back on and go, crikey, did we really create that? 
Manson Lehman had a vision, you know, way back when, <laughs> I say way back when, four or five years ago, uh, uh, and that vision has turned into Hedera, and that has now turned into a network that is getting more and more decentralized with thousands of people around the world building amazing things. And I'm, I'm, you know, even some of the stuff that's coming out of our council members, when they start to talk about building new, new exchanges on Hedera, <laughs> whether that's a commodity exchange or whatever, is mind blowing. When they start, start to talk about all the stablecoin stuff they want to do, when they start to talk about how they want to um, build connected devices, use cases around IoT. I mean, I'm from an IoT background, but it, I, I just love what what's going on. I mean, it's it's mind blowing. So absolutely no way can I keep up with everything that's going on. No way, but I love it. Mike, do you know of anyone compiling a list for all the stuff being built? And if so, where can that be found? <laughs> Yeah, talk to Brady. Talk to Brady and Zenobia. He can. Uh, okay. They've probably got as good. They've probably got as good a grip, grasp on who's doing what. Uh, they they won't even they won't have everything that's going on. I mean, some of the stuff that uh, even just some RSI partners, we just suddenly find out. Oh, I'm working with them. I'm building a a new IoT IoT layer two to sit on top of Hedera, or I'm building a decentralized bond, or I'm building a Goodness knows what, we're just building an art marketplace. Oh, yeah, that's marvelous. So I've built a competitor to open <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> I would love to see a Hedera newspaper and newsletter about all the stuff around the world going on with Hedera. No, we don't actually have one of those. That's uh, I wonder how Christian and uh, Zenobi, I'll talk to Christian and Zenobi and see how they, um, uh, how they best get that news out. Frankly, we, we sort of let the community do a lot of it. We pick up as, as many of the hot things as we possibly can. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that it's would exciting. actually be a pretty good idea there. Uh, What's hot? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that uh, since we're kind of a, at the podcast group, a news organization, uh, something that we would probably be keeping up. And I don't know, uh, Nigel, if you've seen it within the Discord channel for C3 Media, uh, we actually have a section entirely dedicated to Hedera. So. How do you know? I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah, it's well, something. Do we have several several different coins that are uh, explicit uh, within our Discord channel, and we've been keeping check tab, tabs on them explicitly. I'd say since John got into any one of these particular coins, we of course Mike and myself as well. If we weren't already involved in it, we're also buying up and keep, keeping tabs on on uh, aspects therein. Now I don't obviously mm -hmm. curate mm -hmm. a magazine. Um, on Hedera, but uh, that would be something of interest to us because of us as a uh, a media company are interested in the continuation of whatever people are doing. Now, as you say, if Hedera is involved in thousands of different projects, it might be hard to, to track them all. I don't know if anyone can yeah. even do that, but um, like maybe a general topic listing, like a, a, a wiki page or something that would just manage like, okay, well, we're involved in these 15 different types of projects and within that the wiki yeah. community can add their projects to it <laughs> there are a couple of people to... you should there are a couple of people you should talk to you know so you should you should i don't know if you've interviewed alex russman yet in the hedera found uh, hbar foundation okay um so alex uh, heads up everything to do with um with nfts at the moment he comes from engine uh, and some of the stuff he's doing is so exciting and you know the whole community he's involved with building there um, I think that'll be a really, really interesting uh, conversation for you to have with Alex. Um, you should yeah. also talk to, we're doing a heck of a lot around the sustainability space at the moment. Um, and 
There's a gentleman called Wes Geisenberger, and you should uh, definitely talk to Wes about the work we've done with the IWA and sustainability there. I think that will be a, a really interesting area because that's now becoming... So NFT is obviously hot in the whole crypto space. No doubt about that. Uh, you know, and NFTs then it's, it's, it will probably will then start surfacing within the fabled metaverses at some point soon as well. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> we'll see it. You can't avoid it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But um, but I think sustainability and you know carbon credits and things um are mm. something that play into pretty much every single business going forward and so i think that'll be a really interesting conversation to have as well it's a good point i was actually said i spoke with a friend yesterday about um looking to try to form a company that will recruit people into roles for other companies that are working with these various things. And they're telling me that basically you think the direction of the industry is sustainability and carbon credits, then that's something we probably need to concentrate on. Um, but yeah. I wasn't thinking, I, I, obviously the one thing that Mike commented probably a year and a half ago was there are so many things in crypto, you literally cannot wrap your head around it. Um, Correct. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the whole sustainability thing is really interesting. I think this is where DLT can play really strongly. So we actually open sourced uh, our carbon platform the other week, mm-hmm. um, which has been some great work we've been doing with Microsoft and others. Um, and you know, so you've got the, both the buy side and the sell side. Um, so the organization is now picking that up and starting to build whole policies on it. And I think it's really interesting. I think you'd have a really great conversation that your listeners would be really interested in with, sure. with Wes around sustainability. Definitely like, also uh, with Alex around the NFTs. Crypto has done something like what happened to, uh, personal to me because I've worked for Intel, but what happened to Intel mm-hmm. in the um, graphics industry, or not graphics, the um, uh, ARM chip processing uh, sector where mm-hmm. uh, mobile phones were using ARM and uh, uh, several companies picked up on this very early on. And mm-hmm. we've got some amazing processors, but Intel being you know one the, the largest chip manufacturer in the world for decades, was yeah. blindsided by the arm industry um mm-hmm. and they just did not follow it at all and now they're really 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 far behind on it and it, honestly the point where they're just mm-hmm. never going to break into it and i feel like this is kind of what crypto is fortunately crypto has only been around in its current incarnation for about 12 years um yep. and obviously in the last seven it's it's taken prominence um mm-hmm. and it's going to only get more prominent as we go along and of course there is trying to you know spearhead that <laughs> um mm-hmm. And I can see that, like you mentioned, Microsoft, and of course, we've already spoken about other larger companies uh, as well. They're all feeling slightly blindsided by this quote unquote new technology. Um, And if you can, like I said, ride the crest of the wave as it goes forward, Hedera could very well be the the go-to place where everyone goes and says, oh, well, who's the leading, who's the industry lead, Hedera? Who's the, who should we tell you talking about this, Hedera? Okay, then where do we want to go, Hedera? And you're like, okay, so Hedera just becomes, I'm sure you're hoping, the uh, Kleenex of the tissue world. <laughs> I've got to make an, an analogy of it's like, oh, when, you, when you're speaking yeah. about um, uh, business-to-business uh, productivity and uh, functionality, you're, you're, you're literally talking Hedera. And, or I don't know if yeah. that's, I mean, that would probably be a, an ideal position <laughs> to hold. Um, yeah, but uh, I think that's what you're going for with the longevity ideal. 
we we are we are no no doubt about it you know but we're realistic you know uh, the world is there's, there's not going to just be Hedera in this world right? and who and nobody wants that right because you know, we're trying to get away from this whole you know one size fits all thing um oh, point. so there will be four or five probably you know organizations emerge in the same way as it, that's exactly what happened in the internet days the rise of the commercial internet days it's going to be it's, there's going to be the solanas there's going to be the cardanos there's going to be the hederas there's going to be the ethereums this, this world you know four five six of those will be out there and all will have you know things to offer to to, to the right people with the right use case and i just hope that uh, in fact we we're building uh, our house to make sure that we are one of those leading organizations out there exactly. the whole nft thing by the way is really interesting it's interesting you brought that up now, I spoke about uh, the enterprise and the integration to the core. Uh, and people think NFTs is like, yeah, this is a whole funky new world. You know, this is the old is nothing to do with this. Well, isn't it strange how the other day Scott Belsky and Andy Parsons at uh, Adobe announced the uh, the creation of NFT, NFTs natively from within the Adobe Experience Cloud? So here's a good example of how some of this new cool stuff is actually coming into core enterprise tooling already. Exactly. It's a, it, I just feel like it, it's a technology that needs a, a good front face so that people can recognize so that when they when they want to finally address the issue, they don't feel yep. uh, uh, completely out of sorts. They feel like, oh, I can talk to this company that knows a lot about what they're doing and we can get into it immediately and, and, and that company will help mm -hmm. us handle ourselves in that space. The crypto space is this new thing. Nobody really fully knows how it works. But Hedera could be that contact that bridge. to yeah, mm -hmm. the bridge exactly. Yeah, yeah, from the old to the new, from core to edge. Yeah, I I, I believe that is absolutely uh, that's absolutely a valid point you make there, and, and I think that's that's actually where Hedera could fit very very nicely for sure. But we want this so you know, what I I just love this crypto world because some of the new stuff, some of the innovation that's happening. Uh, by the crypto natives is just 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 completely disrupt what's happening in the enterprise and quite rightly so quite rightly so i mean it's been stuck for ages it's so slow it's just it's like it's like swimming through syrup sometimes but some of this fast moving crypto stuff is fantastic and it will drive new innovation at the core for sure Absolutely. So, there's so it. many opportunities within mm -hmm. the space, even within the space that's already been developed. I was thinking in particular of a project I saw recently where a, a group was trying to best Uber at its own game. Right. And and it was like, okay, so Uber was trying to best the taxi service at its at its game. Yeah. And in a sense did. But it yeah. became large and bloated and, and, and people are struggling with its functionality because there's still a middleman. But crypto will take that middleman out. Yeah. And... So this other company was looking at the possibility of literally competing with Uber on its own premise by taking Uber out of the equation and still yep. basically facilitating the functionality of what Uber is trying to provide, but by getting rid of Uber itself. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, and that's the sort of thing we love. You know, people sort of the speed of innovation just increasing, increasing, increasing. I mean, Uber was seen as fast moving and funky, I guess, say, what, four or five years ago? They're now old. <laughs> disruption of the disruption. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Right, Nigel, I've said many times over and over again in many uh, podcast episodes, and even in just just 
regular hangouts that it's all about the community without the community projects do not succeed and so it's it's an it's perfect timing that nfts were uh were integrated into hedera to allow mm -hmm. allow developers and just regular people that just want to be able to express them express themselves digitally uh utilize a network such as hedera in comparison to ethereum that's mm -hmm. going to charge you 200 500 dollars to to create that transaction you know you're charging a fraction of a penny to create the same exact nft on on hedera so that's that's great right. another thing that came out recently was a hashport okay um hashport and correct me if i'm wrong this is from my understanding what hashport is um it it utilizes the polygon chain to connect ethereum assets to hedera right correct correct right so that means am i am i able to transfer uh nfts or is it a certain type of uh uh <laughs> so it's just it, it, not yet not yet but you will be able to for sure very 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 soon that's the team are working on that exactly now so yeah i mean uh, carl and the team have done a fantastic fantastic job there to be honest so do um, you, we're do very excited you, about the work they've to... done with a would you happen to know what we're we're able to transfer? Is it going to be like ERC twenties, ERC seven twenty, seven two ones? What what mm. is it? Everything yeah, or just, are we limited to the amount yet, of things? Not yet. It's just limited. Just limited to those at the moment. But there'll be more and more functionality coming along within short space of time, should we say? Okay. Good. So it's uh, it's pretty limited just right now, but it's the first one. But we're super excited by it because I mean. Carl and team have done a fantastic job in getting, you know, the validators on board. Um, so, you know, there's people like Lime Chain, DLA Piper, the HBAR Foundation, I think Chainlink are on board. It's lovely what they're building there. So, yeah, so more and more functionality is coming along. So um, just watch this space with that. So it's the first time you've been able to be able to bridge between uh, different worlds using between Hedera and, in this case, Polygon. Yeah. Right. Is and Polygon is networked with a lot of other chains as well. So I'm just going to sure. randomly <laughs> guess that they're going to utilize all of those other chains too to to uh, to port into Hedera, which is amazing because I mean no, you're using no, all these blockchains no, no that comment. are that are charging you hundreds of dollars to make to make a, a, a create a transaction. You can port those over using Polygon into Hedera, right? That's great. No, no, no comment. But yeah, <laughs> you can imagine you can you can imagine the possibility here of where the BCW team are looking to go here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So inter yeah. We see we see interoperability as being obviously important. And again, you know, we could have done this sort of thing ages ago, but you know, we have to get the architecture right, and again, not compromise on on the core core tenants of Hedera. So. Yes, we didn't move as fast as others there, but uh, you know, we we deliberately put restrictions on things, and this market is only just just beginning. Want to get it right so, the first time, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. For Hedera's obviously still a new project, and there's a lot of new things being built on. Mm -hmm. Would you happen to know off the top of your head which is the good product out there for somebody that doesn't know how to use Hedera but want to be able to utilize it? Just something really simple. Yeah, I would just go for, I'll just use the Hedera consensus service to do notarization or just, in fact, one thing that people love about Hedera is the ability to simply integrate and simply get things up and running. So the two core, the two core services, soon, soon smart con the, the new version of smart contract, but the Hedera consensus service, being able to just integrate that into an application and just being able to 
notarize or prove that a transaction's happened is very simple and and great you know and and uh, you've seen that service now have done that it's great that it's great that um um <laughs> in trust in australia did it to um uh, to uh, to prove the provenance of wine uh, which is something very close to my heart, uh, you know, to prove that there's no fake wine, etc. So that that's fantastic. Um, and then the token service, just being able to very quickly integrate, create, integrate the token service and create tokens is something that's really nice. And you know, DLA Piper have done a super job there with the, with the Toco platform. But there are many many great applications out there that are built on Hedera and just very simply integrate to both the token service and the uh, the consensus service. Now, the creation of assets is, is, is quite unique in Hedera because it also allows the um, the creator to be able to pause or pause uh, asset transfers, correct? Right. Like, like, like um, the, the receiver is not allowed to send that. From my understanding, the receiver is not allowed to send that asset uh, elsewhere. Say, for example, if we're buying stocks, you got to be KYC and and it. Uh, AML, right? AML, KYC, you got to be verified. So if this person uh, on the network is trying you can, to... You can, yes, you can put that, con you can put that control on the token uh, and, and pause it and, and enforce KYC, exactly, and AML. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was, uh, uh, that's what I understood. Okay. Yes. You, can, right. you, can put, you can put that, con you can put that control on it, which is fantastic. And by the way, this is something, again, that, you know, we... People haven't necessarily liked in the crypto world, but you know, if you look at Hedera, you know, accounts are KYC, AML. We do um, fact checking on the network, you know. So all of these, all of these core things are vital to us. Beautiful. Any any other questions, Mike, Jake? Before we wrap this up. Yeah. Do you have any? Um... Do you have any applications on Hedera that you can recommend for someone? Or do you know of any? <laughs> like applications what? Companies you... using it? There's, there's, there's loads of them. Our council members are using it. There's some great stuff happening with marketing, with ad stacks. There's some great stuff happening with um, around the IoT space, around tracing bloods. Uh, I spoke about there's lots of people building stuff around food traceability on Hedera. Um, Wipro built a great application around the identity space. Actually, Miko as well. I've done some great work around the identity space. So okay. it, it, dep it depends on where you're leaning. But uh, yeah, and I love, by the way, I, I, again, I love the work that's being done around NFTs at the moment. There's some really great stuff happening around art NFTs and sport NFTs. So yeah, watch uh, watch those. Jake? Cool. Jake? Any more questions? Jake? Hmm. Looks like we lost him. All right. Hey, are you, are you there, guys? Have you any more questions yeah. for me? No, no, I'm, I'm good. Thank yep. you. Thank All right. You for We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you, Nigel Clark, for being on the Cryptocurrency Chat Podcast, Senior VP, Partners of Industries, uh, Partners and Industries of ha uh, Hedera Hashgraph. Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciate it. And we hope to see you next time. Stack sets and hodl. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs>